Hello and welcome to How to Record a Podcast from the Pod Farm. My name is Chris Robson and in this show we will be looking at everything you need to know to start your own podcast, including software and equipment, hosting and marketing, interviews with active podcasters and tips on how to achieve a successful show. In today's episode, we are going to continue talking about microphones. And we've covered the different types of microphones. We've covered the different types of ways that you can plug microphones in. We've covered audio interfaces. Now we're going to cover all of the extra bits that come with using a microphone. So first we'll talk about pop shields. Pop shields are a very common thing that you will see attached to a microphone. You'll definitely recognize them, even if you're not sure what I'm talking about. But they are a round disc with a thin mesh over it that you often see in front of a microphone. And what they act as is like a like a wind filter. When you say plosives, so that's P and B sounds, sounds that push out air, they act as a filter that stops that wind from going into the microphone. So if I move my pop shield quickly and then say some P sounds, some plosives, I wonder if you can hear the plosive sound, the p, the rush of air going into the microphone. Now, if I put the pop shield back, it hopefully will be reducing that. So you don't get the p, 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 you don't get the air sound pushing into the microphone so much. And plosives are a real pain and they can be a real pain once you've recorded a whole podcast and you go back to listen to it. And every time you say the word podcast, it pops the P, pops in the air. It's just really annoying. And, you know, not that I'm speaking from experience or anything, but it can ruin a whole recording. So a pop shield is a must have and it's super cheap. So there's no excuse. It is, you can probably get them for like a tenner, definitely under 20 pound. And if you don't, if you can't do that and you have access to a pair of tights and a coat hanger, then you can make your own. Because really all they are is like tights material stretched around a hoop. So if you can make a hoop from a, a coat hanger and stretch some tights over it, then you've got a pop shield. Similar to the pop shield, there's a windscreen or a windshield. And that's the like foam head that you often see placed over the top of a microphone. What a windshield does, it basically limits the noise of air passing over the top of the microphone. So if you're recording outside, um, you know if you're speaking to someone on the phone when it's windy and they're really hard to hear because there's wind blowing over their microphone and all you can hear is... uh, That's what a windshield eliminates. In studio, you don't necessarily need one. I don't see why you would need one. But it does also work a bit like a pop shield so if you are using a pop shield and you're still having problems with plosives if you are a very plosive person then you could try using a windshield as well see if that helps Uh, i've heard it reported that windshields can kind of stifle some of the clarity and some of the higher frequencies Uh, i can't validate that but yeah just something to be aware of if you want a really crystal clear recording you probably don't want to be using a windshield uh, probably, um, I'm saying this second, but it's probably actually the most important thing that you need would be a microphone stand. Now, lots of microphone stands come with, lots of microphones come with their own stands. 
for example, the microphone stand that I'm using right now is just the one that came with the microphone. It's a tripod stand. It sits on the desk and it's perfectly fine for what I need it for. The, oh, there's other microphones like the Blue Yeti and the Blue Snowball, which are both from obviously blue microphones. Uh, they both come with their own stands kind of built into the microphone, so you don't have to worry about it there. But if you have a microphone that doesn't have a stand, that is something you're going to need to think about. Like I said, there's like tripod stands, um, which, as you can imagine, is just like a camera tripod. You can have them tall, uh, just desk height, like the one that I'm using right now. Um, there's just other like desk stands, like short sticks that have the microphone sits on top of. You have like boom arms, which is like when you see like a mistake on TV or like a news report and you see the fluffy microphone bob down from the top while they're giving like an interview, that's a boom mic. And it's called a boom mic because it's on a boom stand, which is a long stick. So a boom stand is kind of like a tripod with a long stick coming off it that you would have your microphone attached to. That's great for keeping the desk free and having the microphone arm off to one side. And then you've got the kind of radio host, the, the arm stand or scissor stand or suspension stand, whatever you want to call it. That is the classic radio DJ, the one that you can pull and move around and it kind of one side might clip to the edge of your desk or bolt into the desk and it can be moved around freely. Gives you a lot of flexibility with where you want it. Yeah, it's really great for like keeping all the desk space clear, keeping all your wires um tidy and stuff like that i stopped using my suspension stand because as you can see with the way they move they have uh, springs in them and the springs are kind of what helps you move it around easily and my voice was at just the right frequency to resonate those springs and every time i spoke i could hear this of the springs like being resonated by my voice and it was so annoying i would have to like tie socks around the springs and i was just like this is so dumb like why am i using this i'll just use a different microphone so now i use a different microphone stand uh stands can be got for like anywhere from under 10 up to like 100 pound if you want like a really nice studio arm but yeah again they're 100 percent essential i don't see how you could really get away with not having one you could obviously hold your microphone in your hand, but then you have to be really careful to be staying still because any sounds that you make of like moving or moving your hand on the mic or the wire hitting the table are going to be picked up by the microphone. So the next thing that you might need is the mount. That is the thing that holds the microphone to the stand. And similarly with the stand, like most microphones are going to come with the mount. And the most common mount you'll see is this little kind of cup shapes like hand shaped little grip that just clips onto the microphone holds it in place that is most common for dynamic microphones for condenser microphones you will see um, they'll often screw into the bottom and be held in place by a threaded piece of steel but you can get other types of mount and specifically i'm talking about shock mounts and what they are is this kind of ring with pieces of elastic stretched between the spring the stri the the ring and the centerpiece and the centerpiece is what holds the microphone so the microphone is being suspended in a ring by pieces of elastic 
which gives it a kind of like suspension-esque kind of um, feel. Kind of, it can bounce around and wobble. And what that does is it reduces any shocks, any impacts. So if you're like knocking the table, if you knock the microphone stand, you're not getting that jolt in the microphone. The, the elastic is absorbing some of that movement. And again, it kind of is just another way of improving the quality of a recording. And then we've got a reflection filter or a mic screen. Um, I have one set up right here that I'm looking at. So I'm trying to explain what I'm looking at. It should be easy seeing as whenever I'm recording, this is the thing that I'm staring at because it's right in front of me. It's basically a surrounding piece of material. It could be made of plastic or metal or whatever that goes in a often a semicircle or a semisphere around the back of the microphone. And inside of it, it has acoustic foam, some kind of sound dampening foam that is going to reduce the amount of reflection that you're getting off it. And the reflection I'm talking about is the reflection of the sound waves of your voice as it hits the wall and bounces back and is then picked up by the microphone. This can be heard as like echo and reverb and things like that. And these are things that you don't want in your recordings. So a reflection filter or a mic screen is something that goes behind the microphone that captures and dampens some of the frequencies of your voice and stops them bouncing back into the microphone. They can be homemade um, with, you know, a bit of metal and, I mean, with a couple of bits of wood or a couple of bits of cardboard and some acoustic foam, which you can buy on Amazon. Or they can be bought from around, you know, 50 to 200 pounds, depending on the brand and the quality and the, how you want it to be. And if it's got some other, you know, funky technologies in it. I don't know if I mentioned how much shock mounts were, but they're about 20 to 50 pound. And then the last thing I've got on my list of like essential microphone equipment is clips, like bulldog clips or even cable ties. And what they're great for is when you have a microphone, there's always going to be cables around and cables are annoying things and you don't want to be tripping over them or knocking them while you're recording, pulling laptops off tables. I have a tendency to bounce my leg up and down while I'm recording. I don't want to be knocking a microphone and having that sound be picked up. So I like to clip the lead, the cables to things. I like to clip them, maybe cable tie them to stands, things like that. So they're out the way and tidy and not being affected by anything. I don't need to tell you how much Bulldogs and cable ties, Bulldog clips and cable ties are. You can find them wherever, any like stationers, corner shop, things like that. Um, but yeah, they're just got a kind of handy thing to have that I find really useful. So tune in next week for our final, our final journey into microphones. We're going to be talking about some of the other microphone options that I didn't mention in the first episode. So things like lapel mics and zoom recorders things like that, uh, USB headsets, things like that. So yeah, be sure to tune in then and then you will know everything there is to know about podcast microphones and you'll be in the perfect position to decide what best suits your needs. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, head over to thepodfarm.com to find out more about what we do and how we can work together to produce a podcast that's ready to be heard by the world. You can also access our courses on the website 
We have a free course on how to record and release a podcast for free using free equipment you might have around the house and free services. And we have a full course, which is a much more in-depth look at how to record, plan, buy equipment, edit, host, all those things. Uh, even There's even a bit of marketing in there. And there's downloadable resources on the website. You can follow us on Instagram, YouTube, or Facebook at The Pod Farm. And until next time, we wish you all the best with your podcast.